Christ is born, let us glorify him. It says Father Bezamalovani again, and hopefully everyone out there is doing fine this cold winter morning here where I live in Saskatchewan. And today I um, wanted to talk a little bit about discipleship and I guess what I mean by that is how do we use our God-given skills um, in our churches, in our communities, in our uh, towns that we live in, in our world. So it's funny, um, I was given a Christmas gift by my mother and she decided to let me order some books from a religious bookstore, an ortho, uh, Orthodox bookstore in the States. So my brother uh, helped her with that. And I got this email saying, well, which books do you want? I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I have you know so many books already. And my wife saying, well, what are you going to do with all your books? But, uh, you know, I, ha- I had to... Um, uh, decide which books to get for a Christmas present for my mother. So I, I got six or seven new books that I could be reading this year. And one of them is called The Holy Apostolate, The Liturgy After the Liturgy by a Robert F. Slazinski, written in 2013. Um, by Eastern Christian Publications. So, uh, one of the um, parts of this book that he talks about, you know, he talks about the early disciples, uh, Peter and Paul, and all the the history of the early church. And one of the quotes that is very interesting is a biblical quote that he starts with pretty much the beginning of the book. And it comes from First uh, Corinthians. And I'm sure we've heard this quote before, but let us remind you of it. There are different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. There are different works, but the same God who accomplishes all of them and everyone. To each person, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one... The Spirit gives wisdom and discourse to another, 
the power to express knowledge. Through the Spirit, one receives faith. By the same Spirit, another is given the gift of healing, and still another miraculous powers. Prophecy is given to one, to another, power to distinguish one spirit from another. One receives the gift of tongues, another that of interpreting the tongues. But it is one and the same Spirit who produces all these gifts, distributing them to each as he wills. So, the question I have for all of us listening today is, what are the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given you? And how can you use those gifts to spread the good news of the Lord to everyone that you meet? You know, oftentimes in our world, we are very, very scared to use our Christian gifts. We are very afraid that people are going to judge us. They're going to think that we are someone, you know, who um, is trying to pretend that we're better than everyone else. You know, that, you know, uh, people say, well, why should you preach to me? You know, look at your own life. You don't need to preach the good news to anyone. Just, you know, you're a sinner like everyone else. Why are you trying me what to do? You know, we, and, uh, we as priests, we get that a lot, you know. Um, and yes, we are sinners. There's no doubt about it. Every single person in this world who was born except Jesus Christ and except Mary his mother was born with that original sin with the sin on their soul so yes we are sinners but that doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit doesn't come upon us and help us to use the gifts that God has given to us to spread the word of God to each other you know and as that scripture reading I this read said from 1 Corinthians, every single one of us has a different gift that we can use to um, better our world with. You know, any of the, I, I often say this to my parishioners of the parishes I serve, and people are so scared to go and, and, and do work for the church. People are so afraid that, uh, that they're going to be judged differently if they do that, if they volunteer their time, if they use their skills to do church work. And I'm, I just don't get why they are so afraid to use their skills. So if someone has skills at a job, uh, financial skills, accounting skills, uh, whatever skills, why wouldn't they use that in the church environment as well? Or if someone has, uh, you know, a carpentry skills or building skills or, 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 or uh, plumbing skills or electrical skills, why wouldn't they use that to go and work, help in the church as well? Or other skills, teaching skills, you know, we often... Uh, <laughs> People are often thinking that, well, the priest has to be the one that's doing the catechesis. Well, the priest has 
is supposed to train people to help them with that. And there are people who have the skills and the knowledge to do it. Teachers and caregivers and parents. Every one of us has skills to use to uh, better uh, the, the, to make the church known in the world. But why aren't we using those skills? You know, that's the question all of us should be asking ourselves. What are we scared of? You know, are we being spiritually lazy? Are we being spiritually um, not doing what we're supposed to be doing that God has asked us to do? Now, we have to really, really think about that for a moment. If every single person who is a member of our churches could use their skills, that God-given gifts, those spiritual gifts for the betterment of the church, our churches would be so much more vibrant. Our churches would be so much fuller and full of life, and full of, you know, um, kids, and full of everything. But we have to start with ourselves. We have to start with ourselves, you know. And the early church, I'm sure, had the exact same issues when when the the first uh, some of the first apostles. You got Peter and Paul two of the greatest apostles of the church of all time, they had, to, they had to struggle many times to build up their communities of faith. They had a lot of people probably thinking the same way we do today. Well, what, what, you know, they have people thinking, well, what am I going to offer for you? What can I do? I'm just a lowly person. I'm just a, a farmer. I'm just a fisherman. I'm just a laborer, I'm just a shepherd. I don't have any skills at all to do anything. <laughs> That's almost the same that we talk, uh, the same attitude that we have today. Well, I'm nobody. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, I, I can't do anything. That is not true. That is just simply not true. God has given all of us different skills different attributes to help one another grow in the faith. And it's really a shame that many people are not using their God-given skills in that way. You know, it's a real, real shame to me. So how do we, how do we evangelize? You know, how do we get people to use their skills get people to use their attributes to help one another grow in the faith. Well, you know, I, I think the first thing is we have to ask. Many people are not even asked to use their skills. Like there are so many churches that in the world, especially in the bigger cities where I'm sure people are this, you know, they, they, they just come and go and they're not even asked to help out. People, especially I know in the bigger cities, people don't always know each other and they don't know what attributes that person has that comes to sits in the pew next to them or 
uh, you know, uh, comes and, and goes and, and, and maybe not comes every Sunday, but is there once in a while. We don't know those people. If we don't ask them, you know, for assistance, if we don't ask them to help, they're not going to help. Where well, the first thing to do is ask, you know, and then uh, another um, thing is to get to know them a little bit, you know. Um, if we don't get to know the people who we're trying to serve, if we don't get to know the people in our communities, we're not going to know what skills they have. You know, it, it's unfortunate that in our world today, and again, when I used to live in the city with my wife, Angela, and we didn't know our neighbors at all. You know, everyone is very distant in, in today's world. You know, they want to keep to themselves. Uh, they're not They're not very um, sociable. We barely knew our neighbors down, you know, in the streets. It's, it's, they have their own lives. They have their own ways of doing things and they want, you know, they, they don't want to interact with other people often. And that's very, very sad because that's not the way that God made us in the world. He made us to be social beings. He made us to be people to share our joys and sorrows with one another. He made us to be people to be, um, to, to share our faith. And, and we have to get to know one another in that way. And it's, it's, you know, often people say, well, you're not going to try to invite someone to church and give them a job right away. Well, no, you don't want them to, to this, this, to, to bring them to church so that they could do work for you. But after a while, when you get to know that person, when you get to know their, uh, their strengths, their, uh, their skills, then you can say, well, you know, if you're using those skills for your job and, and, and supporting your family and, and making money, maybe you can use those same skills for the good of the church. You know, that's the way God wants us to, to do things. He wants us to use those God given skills for our church. This as we support our family. So, you know, how did, how did, uh, Peter and Paul um, deal with these situations in their ministry. And, and this book that I'm just starting to read that I got from my mother for Christmas uh, is talking a little bit about that, you know, about their struggles that they had. But I, I, I think that one of the things that um, uh, differentiated Peter and Paul from us in our world today is their great zeal and faith. Like they didn't, they, they weren't, um, uh, perturbed like we would get today if things didn't work out for them right away. Like they had to overcome so many obstacles, so many different events in order to build their church communities up. And I think that's what sometimes we're missing that. We're missing that zeal. We're missing that enthusiasm to, uh, spread the faith, to, you know, come up to someone and just talk about God. You know, how, how difficult is it for us today just to come up to a person 
and start talking about our faith. It's, it's nearly impossible for anyone to do that today because we are so scared that we're going to get backlash. We're so scared that we're going to, someone's not going to like us anymore. They're going to think, you know, think negatively of us. How else are we supposed to spread our faith unless we talk about it to others? You know, it's fine. Peter and Paul probably had hundreds or thousands of people in their life who did not want to listen to them. But you know what? They didn't this they didn't stop. They still continued to preach the good news day after day after day, year after year after year. And and that's how our faith communities were built because they had the faith to continue going on and on and on. You know, and, I, and I've said this on other podcasts, they were, did not live in an easy time. During the Roman Empire, where the Romans were very nasty people who would kill you for any reason at all if you weren't, you know, obeying the government regulations. So they, they, they did not live through an easy time. They did not live through, um, you know, uh, all good things happening in their lives. Many, many bad things happened to them in their lives. There was persecution. There was arrest. There was, they were imprisoned many times. They were tortured. They were persecuted over and over again. But that did not stop them. From spreading the word of God. So what is stopping us today from spreading the word of God? You know, we say COVID is stopping us. Well, that's no excuse. We have online uh, methods now. We have phones. We could call people. We have all kinds of different ways to spread our message, you know, and COVID is not going to last forever. People are so afraid, so scared of it. Why? I have no idea. You know? And, and, and we could be using this time to help one another during this COVID time to, to show God's mercy, show God's love for those who maybe are sick and afraid. This is the time we need to to go even uh, even further in our faith development, in our in our preaching, in our faith sharing. This is a, this is why I've been starting to do these podcasts because the, I know that people are this you know they 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 they're wanting that those faith experiences. They want to share, but they don't know how right now because. They're not able to come to church. They're not able to do these things. And for me, this is a way to share our faith journeys with one another. And I hope to be doing this probably the rest of my life, you know. And and um, hopefully people will start listening. You know, I don't have many listeners right now, but hopefully I will get more and more in the future. So 
So I think this is what I wanted to talk about today. Don't give up um, spreading your faith, spreading the word of God, showing, um, using your God-given skills to help our faith communities and to show God's love and mercy in the world. God bless you today, and I will talk to you again very soon.